I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline the Podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast, a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. And then will you get them to applause? Is that going to be now or after I've read the intro? You go, Malka. We just had a lengthy discussion about how we were going to do that, like whispering, like, just so then will you go, and then I'll go, and then there are mics on. I'm Alison Rice, and welcome to Sundays Offline, a live series of honest conversations with the women behind your favorite Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. Together we get real about life on the other side of the filter and explore the often confronting concept of true self. These are raw, imperfect conversations grounded in reality. You can listen to more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing on Apple, Acast or Spotify podcasts. And if you fancy seeing behind the scenes, because let's be honest, who doesn't? You can follow Offline the Podcast on Instagram. It's my intro for the... (laughs) Okay. I'd like to begin this special two-part Sunday's Offline episode by thanking everyone who made it possible. First of all, thank you to all of you for buying a ticket and supporting me. Thank you also to our goodie bag sponsors who've given generously to help me curate the perfect selection of products to help you get offline. How's this? This took me a while to write. After your in-skin Medispa signature facial, you can journal in your organized life leather notebook while burning your Lumira candle. You can keep your new skin looking plump by sipping on the Beauty Chef's Collagen Liquid Supplement, full size, (laughs) and using your Sephora product. Then finally, you can put your slip, pure silk sleep mask on and get the perfect night's sleep. All of these incredible products were created by my favorite Australian female founders. To Jacqueline, Beck, Almira, Carla, and Fiona, thank you. Thanks also to Chelsea, Amy, Ali, Naomi, my producer Darren, the godsend, Ken on video, my friend Sam, my side chick Steph, Mandy and Lisa. Truly incredible that half my old team is here helping today. And this one right here. So I'm going to 
introduce the next session. When I started to receive DMs asking if I'd ever be in the interviewee seat, I have to admit I had a hard time entertaining the idea. I figured you'd have to be pretty egotistical to be interviewed on your own show. <laughs> and yet here we are. I guess what I realised was it's ridiculous to let the perception of having an ego stop me from sharing with the intention of helping other women. And then I got to thinking, for this to be as honest as every other offline conversation, who could access me and parts of my story that I hadn't shared before? So I'd like to introduce Amanda Bekija, a friend of mine, but more than that, a spiritual partner. That's a new term we're trying on. <laughs> um, Amanda and I share a best friend, Sam, and we bonded over our obsession with getting to know ourselves better. So we tend to go really deep really quickly. We cry a lot. Um, so that's going to happen. And I'm actually a bit nervous about that. So it's not just like two women crying for an hour. Um, <laughs> it's not, we're not very good watching. <laughs> um, and our text thread reads a bit like a therapy session, yeah. I think. Um, so I actually am really nervous to hand over to you because I don't... <laughs> want to answer your hard questions but um so I guess this is over to you. Thank you. So just <laughs> just thought I'd start by um, reiterating what Alison said you know we do go really deep really quickly and I think one of the I think one of the reasons why we connected again so quickly is because like I feel really seen by you I think you feel I think it's a reciprocal thing so um, and we know a lot about each other's lives, so for the audience and people that will be listening at home, I'm not going to ask Alison anything that I don't already sort of know the answer to. Um, I just want to try and um, let perhaps what I think your wishes might be and let them sort of like travel through me. I'm like the vehicle. <laughs> so I was telling her about my favourite Oprah quote. Yes. And I was like, how dare we quote Oprah? but we're here now. Um, she's always said that the role of the interviewer is to be a surrogate for the audience. Yeah. And I said to Amanda, it's so true with like all of the girls sitting up the front who have been in season one, I knew a lot of the answers to the questions I asked, but that didn't make it less impactful as a conversation. I guess except the childhood stuff, we really dig deep in those <laughs> moments, so. Yeah, so yeah, okay. So just want to let you all know that. Um, and in the spirit of like being honest, um, did you want to talk about how we both almost shoot ourselves this morning? Or? We did do lots of poos. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally having that conversation back there. She was like, did you? I was like, yes. <laughs> like as soon as I woke up, I was like, oh God, okay. <laughs> this is happening. It's the nervous belly. Yeah. But now we look. We look really <laughs> like. <laughs> Very slim, free of toxins. Yes. I think it it, it must be like a mm. body. Well, it just knows we need that. to be it's ready. It's like the fight yeah. or flight mode, and your body starts to get rid of everything, so you can run faster. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was on the bus this morning coming in, I was with my fiance. I was just yawning. He's like, "Oh, you're not really excited, are you?" And I was like, "No, I'm really excited. And I really care." And I think it was all the adrenaline trying yeah. to like come out of my body. Yeah. So I think it's out it. now and now my heart's just being really fast. I know. So I'm just going to try and relax myself. Um, so 
Let's go. Let's go. I thought a good place to start was to talk about uh, maybe a little bit about what you were like when we first met. So we met, I've known Alison for 12 years now. And so we met through Sam, who's our mutual bestie, who's also helped with the event today. Um, and you know, that was just a looking, I think in the thick of it, it's like fine, you're just getting by. You're just trying to like follow your pleasure probably. Um, and now when we talk about the early, like our early 20s, it's just, yeah. And it's, um, it makes me, <laughs> it brings up like regret and, you know, you always wish you could have done things better or, you know, stop that relationship before it got too far or, you know, there's like moments I cringe where I like think about how much bravado I had mm. and ego and how I thought I knew everything. Like it, it's really, it's quite upsetting. <laughs> um, but then, you know, where you and I are at now, it's actually sort of really beautiful that mm. we've been able to grow and transform like from that up. place. Yeah, totally. Um, so I thought maybe we could start there um, and I'd like to get a bit of like an overview of um, maybe how, well, maybe, maybe what you thought you were like at that time. Like if you could like summarise mm. yourself. Also, this is exactly how she talks all the time. Like when we have coffee, she's very <laughs> animated. <laughs> um, in our early 20s, I was... So my story is I'm older than you and Sam because I went to uni mature age yeah. because I didn't have the marks to get in straight out of high school. So I guess I already felt older um, but I recognised early that I didn't have as much confidence as you guys did. And I remember really attaching myself to Sam and your group of friends because I didn't have that outlet at that time. And I think when I reflect back, I was a bit displaced in my life. And so I was not wanting to be at home and I think I had moved out by that point as well. And so I was living alone from quite, I would say like a young age. Um, and so I was out and about a lot, but I remember kind of inserting myself into other people's lives. And I had that with like my girlfriend, Tracy, who's here as well. And her sister, like I kind of moved myself into other people's circles, I guess, while I tried to figure out who I was and how my life was gonna go. But I do feel like they were very establishing years for me in deciding how I wanted this chapter to look. And so where I am now feels wholly intentional. Like I don't wake up and go, fuck, I'm lucky that all this, you know, I don't, yeah, right. I'm like, I know that everything that I have called in, I had written down or I had on a mood board or I had said to myself, like, this is the type of love I want, this is what I will and won't stand for, these are the friendships and the women I want in my life, this is what sort of career I want to have. And I think even in those early days, like, I had the desire to lead, mm. but I don't think you ever think you're going to lead. Do you, you know, know if that makes it's sense? It's really interesting when you say that. I have a really croaky voice. No. <laughs> Drink some water. Um, I, I actually got a... I, I looked up to you 
even then and it had nothing to do with age. Yeah, I remember used to work at Q at Maya at Liverpool. <laughs> and I remember I would like, I loved hanging out with you, but I would get like, almost get a little bit nervous when I knew I was like coming in to see you at the shop and I wanted like I made sure I had like a good outfit on and I only wanted to buy like the good cute dress and I, this, I bought this like electric blue tiered ruffle number from you that I just thought was the, I remember it yeah and then I wore it yes. to anyway yeah a friend's 21st but I but I got that vibe from you really <laughs> early on and like we we hung out a lot, I feel like it was like two or three years and then, I don't know, I'm not going to say that we lost touch, but I think life just happened. Totally. And then it was it was always Sam that brought us back together again. Mm. So like I saw you at her birthday um, every year and then it was just, it was really beautiful to reconnect with you in the lead up to Sam's wedding when we were both in her bridal party. Yes. I think that's when we really, it's like, yeah, yeah this is like, on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, and like, oh, yeah. Um, but that, I just, I feel like I get wisdom from you every time. So that's never left your like energy. Well, I feel like you. you like draw a lot of people to you, but it's for the right reasons. I think sometimes you can be drawn to people who, oh, you know, they're like super wealthy or like for or all the like or... all of like the superficial things. Mm. But it's it's a really true mm. thing with you. So it's good to know you've always had mm. that. But I do think you've like honed it along the totally. way. And I feel like we've spoken about this a lot, but. I've been here so many times. Yeah. Like, I must be on like my 10th go, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I feel like I've always had um, very, very intense intuition. Mm. And I'm actually at a point in my life where I need to access it. Mm. And I'm finding it actually hard to, you know, you've got so many conflicting opinions and different advice and different paths that you can go down. And so I'm actually at a point where I'm wanting to draw down on what I know is in here mm. that I used to be able to freely access, but for whatever reason, I think we just get a bit more practical yeah. when we're older. Well, it's, you know. like, it's like right brain, left brain. Yes. It's just a constant battle. I think both are important, mm. but it's learning how to balance those mm. because you might feel something really deeply and not really be able to articulate it or analyze it or intellectualize it yeah but that's what it doesn't matter yes. sometimes you just got to yeah. go with the feeling i think yeah yeah um but on the like coming back a few times it's going to get real weird yeah. so where you where you say that you feel like you really mm. like you have a feeling you really need to like try and access what you mm. perhaps may have access before I think it. I think it's sort of hard in this day and age, but th there is so much information readily available like through podcasts and online and through the different teachers or healers we have, um, scientific and you know psychological and is that the right word and um, spiritual and right word, I, think. I think it's like um, like do you do you feel like you're finding what's true to you like how do you take in that information mm. where do you seek it mm. I guess this is a long question of asking you like how you do your work, work. yeah yes um so I feel like at 33 mm. I am I have like just woken up to the reality of my existence yeah. it's huge, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. and all of the years that I've lived 
up until I guess the last six to eight months have been living on the surface of my life. And then the moment that I've created space to look in and really spend the time getting to know myself and why I'm here, I have to say everything else feels a little bit um, uncomfortable now where I'm like, all these things that were important to you yeah. and that you cared about and that you stressed over and all these things that you tried to acquire and become mm -hmm. feel really um, unsophisticated and not interesting actually at all. And so I say that because I've spoken about the work for a long time and I guess I thought I was doing it, and sure I was, and I was on the journey to this point of like actually really doing it. <laughs> and even though it was hard in the beginning, and I think like Jeannie obviously was foundational for me yeah. in waking me up to the concept of self and ego. Yeah, and how they're two different things. Yeah. Um, and then as I've gone and sort of, and a lot of people through you as well that you've recommended I see, I found a lot of value in that. Um, but she was certainly the first step and then she's always going to be someone I will always go back to. But now it's certainly more in the reading that I'm doing and this concept of all of us having a soul. We're all a soul. And I don't want this to get too, all right, all righto. Um, <laughs> it's like, I haven't lost my marbles. <laughs> like, don't think I left the job and then have gone all crazy. <laughs> That's actually what I'm really worried everyone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like this deep knowing and learning, I guess, that all of us have a soul and we enter this concept of earth school where yeah. we are and we inhabit a body and our body has a personality. Yeah. And so how do you get in touch with the soul inside that has been in different bodies, vessels, could have been a tree, quite frankly, mm. could have been a dog, you know, could have been a woman, could have been a man, yeah. you know, like I definitely think I've been a man, 100% mm. been a man. Yeah. Um, how do you get in touch with that part of you? And then this is the, um, the book Seed of the Soul, which I'm rereading, because I read it the first time, you know, those books you read and you're like, oh yeah, but you yeah, don't yeah, like, yeah. but it's when you're ready to receive them. Totally. That you read them again and you're like, like, cause you've got to be, that's all going to be lined up. I think you've got to be ready to hear the message. Yeah. But this concept of um, your personality in earth school, <laughs> aligning with your soul. Mm. And that that is what his, the author's name is Gary Zukov calls authentic power. And so when you meet people in life that are here, mm. they feel really special. Mm. Otherworldly a bit, you know, um, you're drawn to them, you wanna learn from them. And they are also very at ease. So they're in more of a lean back, like, so sometimes they can seem- They're not passive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they can seem lazy or uninterested, but it's just because they're so evolved and so in their power that they don't go here and here like we do. Mm. And that everything that happens to us is 
are just a feeling. And it's whether we let our brain react to the feeling. It's when we have an anxiety attack, it's when we're in grief, it's when we feel happy. But ultimately, it's all a construct from the brain, I guess, essentially, you know. Well, like... Because we're hardwired that way. Yeah, and understanding that our thoughts are not ours. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and that everything that we see is just our brain processing consciousness. And so as I've been going down that path, it's um, a lot of the time really scary because I want to retreat into my old life, which was just like launching websites and buying shoes and and leading people and like... It's like so much easier back. Totally. Yeah. And fun and really joyous and very fulfilling and then hard also. And when it got hard, I was like, thank you. So that's kind of where I'm at now is like, I've recently learned Vedic meditation. I sat with a guy called Matt Ringrose from Bondi Meditation. Um, I saw a um, palmist, Sulab, on recommendation from you, who Zoe also saw. We can talk about Sulab after this. (laughs) And he, um, you know, I thought palmist, like, "Mm, I'll give it a shot. Like, you know, we'll see how we go. Um, And just love like, phones and technology, right? Because I didn't even need to see him. I just had to send him pictures of my hands. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, And then we got on the phone and it was very profound. I mean, 20 minutes and it was just so accurate that I just couldn't get around it. And he said to me, "Um, you've had an amazing mentor in your life and that's Jason Scott, who's my old CEO. Um, But you've done that work together and he's gonna remain a friend, which he has, incredible but you know you're ready for your next mm. teacher mm. and he's gonna, or they're gonna come into your life. And so when they do just recognize that that's happening and say yes. Yeah. And then on Billy's episode, she spoke about um, Vedic meditation and learning and sitting with Jackie from the broad place. And I think I said something off the cuff, like, oh, I'll have to add that to my fucking to-do list of, <laughs> you know, life admin. And I just said, I don't really relate to meditation. I've tried it, I've do the apps, don't really like it. And, and then Matt reached out to me and said, um, you know, uh, someone very close to me um, wanted me to get in touch. Um, and I have to thank her and I will, cause he's gonna be on the podcast, but I will thank her now, Irene, who listens to the podcast. Um, and it's anyway, his daughter-in-law, I think is the, relationship um and he basically said I don't usually do this I don't need the business I'm not looking for promotion or anything but I've heard we should meet Mm. and then when I met him um at like an info session he does like the moment I saw him it was like energetically Mm. insane yeah and I just thought to myself oh you're you don't even know like to him I was thinking you're like we are, we have to be <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, did you? Yeah. Did you tell him? I have told him. Yes. Um, <laughs> How did he take it? <laughs> well, he because I wanted to have him on the podcast. So because I'm opening up season two to people I don't know personally, yeah. I actually have to do that work to get to know people before I have the conversation. So I've been doing that and I've been having catch-ups with him and also he does a group meditation on Monday nights that I've been going to. Um, And in one of our catch-ups, I said to him, listen, I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) 
And he was like, righto. And I said, we are going to do something together, but we're also going to be together spiritually. So like, I need you to know that that's my intention in being here. Like obviously it's getting to know you, to interview you, but also I see this as much more than that. And he said that he felt a lot of warmth when we first met. And I think that's the thing in life. It's really um, paying attention to the people that when you meet them, they like punch you in the heart, you know, or the gut, and then trying to get them in your life. (laughs) I'm a bit obsessive with that where I'm like, (laughs) we have to be friends now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think that's the, yes, the older I get, the more I realise that I need to become aware on a bunch of levels because the universe is sending you... People. People, symbols, your three threes. The three threes. And your 30... Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like... Oh, it's everywhere. It, I when think... I was having my hot chips and my margaritas yeah. the other day, I was yeah. like, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I think... It either lets you know that you're on the right path... Totally. ..or keeps giving you opportunities yeah. to get on that path if you're not on it. Totally. And this is one of the things I've learned as I've been sort of loosely studying the Vita. Is that how you say it, Billy? The Vita? Vedic meditation. Yes. Um, is there is this concept of, I th- I'm going to fuck this up and get it wrong, but um, destructors or destructive agents in life, this life, yeah. that come in and flip you upside down. And that's when we go through maybe a job loss or a relationship breakup yeah. or something that feels like a seismic shift yeah. where everything feels not as it was and right yes. because we've failed to evolve and grow so it pulls the rug out from under you and says, right, next happen. chapter, yeah. because I've been giving you all the signals, but you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, right. And like we talk about stillness and being in the moment, but yeah. that's such a buzz thing now, isn't it? Yeah. But really, if you are paying attention, it's all around you. And particularly, I think, in the times you really need it. And I'm really trying to look now because I do need help and direction because I'm usually quite decisive and I haven't felt that way actually in the past sort of few months. So. Um, but you haven't felt decisive? No, I've felt that I know I'm closer than ever before than where I need to be and what I need to be doing, yeah. but I don't actually know what it looks like. And so, you know, when you can drive your life where you're just like, I do this job at this time, I go here, I... Mm. Like, having none of that routine, I guess, has also made me feel a bit displaced, but I'm trying to stay open and sit in the grey area mm and um, I'm not pushing myself into anything. Yeah. So if I have to try, I just don't. That's a, yeah. that's a really... Uh, that's something that I sort of struggle with, hearing you um, have success in being able to sort of call things in and you seem to, you know, ever since I've known you, have a pretty clear direction of mm. what you want from life and where you want to head. And then when I try and apply those same tools to my life, I think, oh, but... I don't, and, and you know, this this could be laziness or fear or not being good enough. That could be the underlying thing. But I'm like, well, I don't want to push too hard, like, and, like, slam it on that road mm. because if I if I go gung-ho, am, am I going to miss something else that's presented that to me? Yeah. So how do you, mm. how do you reconcile that? No, all I'm saying in my head every day is whatever is meant to be yours will be. And that's it, matter of fact, that's it. Yeah. So whatever's meant to be mine, if it doesn't come until a year, 
fuck. I will just have to wait yeah. in the uncomfortableness. Yeah. But then with that said, I'm feeling a lot of joy in the work that I'm doing and how I'm spending my time now. And so then I go to like, well, then is this it? You know, and because it's not at the same speed that it was, you know, we have that thing where if we're not going a thousand miles an hour, then we're not successful or doing enough. Yeah, we're not busy enough. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was telling you um, earlier, I've been seeing Jade, yes. also on Amanda's recommendation, um, an acupuncturist, um, and she's at the White Owl Clinic. Yes. That was called. Um, and acupuncture, I don't know, I just had never really thought about it, to be honest. And when I sat down, she said, so what can I help you with? And I was like, mm. I just, I'm here. And someone I know really well suggested that I should come and see you. And I, you know, had a really, you know, big year, I guess. And, um, and you know, I did that thing where you're in a consultation and she's like, so how are you? And I was like, yeah, good, everything's good. Yeah, good, feeling good energy. <laughs> you know, like, I finished up my job, it's a big job. And so now I've just been like chilling and like, you know, I learned meditation and I did the, I presented, you know. Like, mm -hmm. And then, and she was very quiet and I was like, that's totally disarming. Um, and then she said, okay, we'll hop on the bed. And then I laid down and she felt my pulse. Yeah. Does that Is that what I mean? she just yeah. yeah, put yeah. her hand on me. Yeah. And, and she just went, what happened to you? And I was like, oh, my God. And then, of course. Like, on the bed, like, um, real, real bad, deep, ugly crying, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> where you can't even bring it yeah. back. Like, <laughs> I... Like, you're just trying to breathe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And I was saying to Amanda before, like, it's quite good because my, um, my Botox has worn off quite a bit. <laughs> and so now when I cry, I can really, <laughs> really bring the face, you know? Whereas before it was kind of like the tears, but nothing <laughs> moving. Um, yeah, and so she said to me, um, you, are, you have nothing left. Like she said, you are depleted beyond depletion. And I started to tell her a bit about the year I'd had. And she said, you know, our body in those times, in those jobs, in those years, we just purely function on adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Like it's just mm -hmm. coursing through us and getting us through. And so it masks everything else that's going on because your body is literally in fight or flight all the time. Yeah. And she said, and now that you've had that few months for the adrenaline to subside, you're just left with nothing in the tank. And so she said something really profound to me that no one's ever said before. And she said, you just need to feed yourself. And just those words, you know, I was like, I don't have an unhealthy relationship with food. I actually think I eat good most of the time, treat myself other times. Um, and she said, no, it's not about that. And she said, like, honestly, you could probably put on five kilos and you would look more radiant and more in your body, you know? Um, and she said, you just need to eat when you feel like eating and big, hearty, healthy broths and stews. And I was like, buying a slow cooker, okay, go do that. <laughs> um, and then once you've eaten, move to the lounge and then just lie there. And then once you feel like eating again, get up and eat and then go back to the lounge. 
And for someone to say that to me, I was like, no, I no, I mean, <laughs> very busy, got a lot of things to do. Um, and I've really just had to hear that and implement that in my life. Because I, I will admit, like, over the Christmas break even, I would walk 50 metres and then I'd just be like, oh, so, and Tony was like, come on, like, yeah. you walk so slow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so tired. Yeah. But I, like, just had a nine-hour sleep. And so she said that too, like, you should be sleeping a minimum of nine hours a night. And she said, can you take the year off? And I was like, no, <laughs> let's not be crazy. Um, but can I um, intentionally keep it slow? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we either wind up and we want to bring in ambition and drive and go or we're in a wind sort of down. So I've just got to keep it, you know. And then we, we spoke about um, babies and she said, how do you feel about waiting a little longer until you're 100%? And that's hard to hear, right? Because yeah. you're like, but I've got my plan, you know? Yeah. And I want this by this date. And and like, you know, we just said, it's like you're pushing towards this, but the universe is like, well, actually, totally. you've got to, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was big, actually. And that's a conversation I then had to go home and have with Tony that said, like, this might change the course of our year a little bit and not by much but like certainly I probably want now the okay before yeah. I sort of um call that into you know yeah. as in like you wanted him to be on board with you yeah before, yeah well we right. kind of have a plan in place yeah. you know for gone for round two and and so I said maybe we'll just call our jets for a few months and you know I get back to optimal and I'm sure she'll I'm hoping she'll tell me yes. <laughs> when the go time is <laughs> Um, I was going to say then I'll book in some time with Tony. I won't do that. <laughs> I told him we're not ever having that sex. The scheduled sex. You know the um, trying to make a baby sex. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. it's like this is the day at this time. Yeah. My temperature's right. Yeah. Let's, I'm not, I refuse to do that. But if one day you have to... You're not going to have to. All right, yeah. <laughs> no. That's not how it happened for me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And, like, and I'll be honest with you, like, I don't know if we we're going to talk about this or not, but, um, no, you ask your question. Sorry. Go. I've got to, like, I've got to recoup. Yeah. So you just, when you were, um, when you are talking about Jade telling you to, just stop mm. like in the moment she told you that mm. were you okay or were you like oh, no but no I can't like well, was there totally, any resistance yeah. I totally resisted you know she's so calm yeah um and people like that just bring you down a notch so as I started to sort of I guess have a bit of a rebuttal and a debate yeah. <laughs> um I think where I ended on that first session was understanding that she gave me permission mm. to stop because I think I I think a lot of women but I certainly needed that mm. because I'm in competition with no one else but myself and so when I'm thinking about my career trajectory and the work I'm doing and what I'm creating I actually am full noise on what I'm doing I'm not looking I'm not thinking about and so I need, it's, that has to be one-on-one -on -one for me. It's not, I need someone to tell me, like, it's okay. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, 
and I've been thinking a lot about this, like, you know, when I left work, I had so many people very well intentioned say like, well, can't wait to see what you do next and I bet what you've got's amazing and, and you're like, fuck, like, can I even top what I did yeah. there? Do you know what I mean? So is, you've already set the bar so high that it's more the pressure of feeling like I've got to outdo what I did before, and then I asked the question, for who? Yeah. You know it's what like, I mean? Do I even want that? Yeah, yeah, so that everyone else thinks I'm this thing, mm. you know, um, because all of that job was proving to myself that I could do that, yeah. which I did. You've ticked that box out. <laughs> I yeah. have ticked that box, yeah. you know. And then other days, I'm like, I just don't want to work at all. <laughs> and, you know, you have that thing where it's like, can't we all, and I'm like recruiting a few of these guys, like, we'll just move to Byron. Live on a commune. Live on a commune. Totally. You know. Yeah. Take the fashion industry up to Byron. I know it's already there, a good part of it. But like, you want your people in Byron, don't you? <laughs> you don't want to be in Byron on your own. Um, but I have those days where I'm like, maybe I'll just have a tribe, you know, mm. and do nothing at all. But then I know that's not who I am. And like, two weeks into living on a farm in Byron, I'll be like, let's launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gardening app. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, exactly. I just, I'm, this, so this is the first time you told me about your experience with Jade. We like dabbled by text, but I didn't know that she, but she told you to just stop and replenish yourself. Yes. It's interesting that it had, that your mammoth year had mm. such a, well, yes, physical, but it sounds like it had a like a neurological <laughs> effect okay. on you as well. Maybe it's your yeah. adrenals or something. But you, but you got nothing. And then mm. understanding what you then went through with your miscarriage mm. towards the end of the year, when you already had nothing, your body still found a way. For <laughs> <laughs> your body still found a way to. Uh, give you what you needed to like mm. cope through that time. Yeah. I just think that's crazy. That's and not really a question, that's more we, of a, just a statement. This is what I realised is how incredible we are. Yeah. Like she said to me, um, we'd spoken for a bit and she said, I'm going to say this because I think that you can handle it and that also you've already arrived here yourself from what you were saying. Yeah. If you cry, then I'm done. So you have to... I'm on to... the verge, so just so you know. <laughs> um, and she said to me, you know, it's... Um, no one knows why we lose babies and why that pregnancy wasn't viable. Yeah. It's the chromosomes, right? So enough of this and enough of this. Get that scientific side. But she said, you know, it's the powers up here that decide which of them are making it through and who their mothers are and all of that stuff and she said but you know don't get too in your head with what I'm about to say but she said if I read your energy and I felt your pulse and we've spoken about kind of what you've been through I don't think you had enough in the tank to hold a baby you know yeah. but you knew There, there you go. That's and then we don't want to ruin the set, you know, so put that back there. Um, 
And I had that thing like when I found out I was pregnant, we had decided to stop trying, which I haven't really said publicly, I guess, but I decided I was leaving work and I said to Tony, I can't do the fucking leave the job and have the baby at the same time. Like, and also I don't want to be pregnant and unemployed. Sorry. Like, <laughs> that is not my story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, again, and we've had this a few cycles now, cool your jets. Yeah, yeah. You know, fucking control freak. Um, and so then we, I guess, kind of like happily accidentally fell pregnant in the August. And, you know, I thought I had all my days down and stuff. And I was like, the days are bullshit. Um, so it was my resignation got announced on the Tuesday. And so, like, Mandy's here. She already knows I was, like, basically vomiting every five minutes anyway. And, like, I mean it when I say having to read a press release about your own resignation and, like, construct a plan. Like, it's very gross energy to be in. You just want to be like, can't I just resign like everyone else and you go and do the thing? But it just felt so public. But then a lot of that was that I'd put my put that out there so much over the past seven years. So that was announced on the Tuesday. So that's just an awkward week anyway, because you're having a bunch of really awkward conversations. Yeah. And, and then coming to you for information, where are you going? What are you doing? Totally. Like oh, and suckers, like, oh, you're yeah. so sneaky. I'm sure you'll tell us soon. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't have anything. You know, and I would say I'm launching a podcast and they'd be like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but then that gives me a drive. I'm like, I'll show you. I'll launch a fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, so that was the Tuesday. Um, I had a, an event, a dinner on the Thursday night and it was beautiful, actually. Um, I realised I was pregnant at Aria at a Chanel dinner. And I was like, that's nice. <laughs> I was thinking, well, that's my story. That's kind of nice to be able to tell people that. Um, but I was sitting with um, Hayley D'Onofrio, um, a beauty director at Pretty Pretty, actually, and a good friend of mine. And she said, how's it all going with trying? And I said, oh, we're not at the moment because I'm leaving work and too much. And I said, actually, my period's due. And, um, and she said, oh, like today? And I went, well, and I checked my little app and I was like, no, no, five days ago, yes, okay. And then I said, anyway, I, too much information, I put a tampon in this morning, like just because I didn't want to get my period at the Chanel dinner. And <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> it is a safe space, broadcasted to the world. Um, and then she was like, do you have um, sore boobs? And I said, yeah, but I mean, my period's due, so. And she said, no, does it feel like there's fire shooting out of your nipples? <laughs> And I said, my nipples are pretty sore, actually, and they're usually not. And then she said, do you have any pain, like, kind of bottom left? And I was like, yep. And she was like, go and get that fucking tampon out. <laughs> she said, we can't have anything in there right now. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so I went and did that, and, of course, nothing was on it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I kind of went, no, 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 no. And then I went home... And because we had been trying, I had pre pregnancy tests. And Tony was working in the office and I just thought I'll just discreetly do one and, you know, mm -hmm. see. And then no one really talks about that moment either because, like, I'm, you sit in there and you piss on this stick and then you're like, what do I do with the... Frame <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> and immediately it said plus. And then... No one also talks about that moment where you're like, 
<laughs> and then like, mm, I drank so much wine. <laughs> and I was like consistently drunk when I was leaving my job as well because I was just like trying to get so through. So many soirees. Um, anyway, and then again, as I, I got the stick and I was like, do I put the thing back on before I go into Tony? Do I take the stick in? Will he think the stick's gross? <laughs> I put the thing on. Anyway, took it in. We had a beautiful moment. And then I launched my podcast on the Sunday. So it was like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. And my mum was like, do you always have to do things like this all at once? And I was like, I did not. <laughs> I mean, the podcast was very strategically on the Sunday, but the little human on the <laughs> in the middle of the week was not planned. And I have to say, like, my mum and I have spoken about it since. Like, when I told her, and I was so early, I was like four and a half weeks, the way I told her was, listen, it's very early and it's very common like miscarriage is very common. And so she said to me on reflection, it was so weird that you almost announced you thought you were gonna lose it before you'd even lost it. And then the whole time I was literally in my last month of work trying to get around the fact that I was gonna have a baby, but I was also trying to close that chapter in a way that I was really, that was really satisfying and fulfilling and that it was set up you know, in a way that I was also proud of to hand it over. And then there's all things like your farewell, where everyone's like, we should get a drink. And I was like, mm, can't, <laughs> you know, because I really wanted to enjoy and close. And the whole time I just, like I researched miscarriage more than I researched what, what to like do. What's yeah. 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 And so it was this very deep sense of knowing and, you know, I've said that to people and someone said, you know, you called it in. Bullshit. That's bullshit. This is intuition. Yeah. It's very different. Nice. I know that whole thing, like, thoughts are powerful, think the good ones. But I just knew. And perhaps it was my body just saying, like, we can't, we can't carry this, we can't do this. And so when Jade had said that to me, that was really incredible closure because she, like what's the word, like she, it was validating yeah, yeah, yeah. what I already knew was my body was just not in a position to like give something else life. Yeah. Exactly. And she spoke about, I can hear you, so I'm not going to look at you. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> she spoke about, uh, she asked me, what were you like, you know, because I have had this incredible insight into what my body does when I'm pregnant too, which I feel kind of grateful for and also just grateful that I can fall pregnant because that's just taken so much of a load off my mind because we all think we're going to be the person that's going to decide when the perfect time is and then they can't and I thought that was going to be me but she said tell me about how it was and I said well I wasn't sick I was skinnier when I was pregnant than what I am even now or you know before and meanwhile she's telling you that you could put on Five more Another kilos, five more kilos. Yeah. And so you could tell my body was just trying so hard, you know, to do what it was supposed to do. And I said, like, my, I mean, I have bags anyway, but the dark circles were black and I was hollow and dull. And so she says, all those things where you're just completely depleted yeah. and what it takes to grow a baby anyway, you know, you've already got to be healthy and optimal. Yeah. And so a big part of my goal now 
is allowing myself the space and time to get ready physically, you know, because she's just, and all those amazing words she uses, she was like, we just need you juicy, you know? Glowy, juicy, floating, you know? She's like, you have to buy bigger clothes, buy them. (laughs) I was like, yes, (laughs) you know, so. I didn't do so bad there, I didn't cry that much. Um, And then so do you think all of that, the intuition softened the blow when you did find out? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not my baby, Yeah. you know, well not our baby, I should say. And we really want a girl. And so I was like, it was definitely a stinky boy. (laughs) Stinky. (laughs) That tried, (laughs) I was like, no. Um, I mean, I would love the shit out of anything, obviously. Um, but do I want a mini-me? Yeah. <laughs> I want, like, a little friend. And Tony knows that we're just going to, like, sit on the lounge. He's going to bring us our teas <laughs> and our heat packs. Watch TV. He's going to serve you. He's going to serve his girls. Oh, yeah. 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 And he's been incredible. And I guess that's the other thing, you know, we, our soul chooses the body, has the personality, already chose all its lessons, right? So everything that's happening to us, predestined, everything you go through, you chose to go through. Yeah, in those seven-year blocks. Exactly. So it's all on course, you know. And when I think about what that experience has done for our marriage, I'm blown away. Yeah. Because I already thought we were so good. Well, from an outsider looking in, I mean, I'm I'm engaged and I'll probably get married in the next 12 to 18 months and, you know, relationships have this, they can transform you and enable you to grow. But when I really sit down and think about where I want Toby and I to go in the next sort of stage of our relationship, your, your relationship with Tony is one that I really mm-hmm. um, look to because you, you seem like, you know, partners in the true sense of the word. So to know that you got even closer, like that's... Yeah. yeah. That's... Totally. That's just like, amazing. It's no words. It's not through... Because that's the thing, it's like we... It's so fun. And life has been really difficult. Like I feel like I had all my challenges early, you know, and now I am have been in this really sweet stage of like, um, like, what's that reaping what you, but that's yeah. a negative, isn't it? I don't know. No, that's anyway, everything I like, yeah, you're like, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. <harvesting>. Yes. <laughs> um, feasting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy um, and so then it's like, how do you continue to develop a relationship and a marriage if everything's kind of good, yeah. you know? And there's been, you know, absolute rock bottom moments for us, like with family and loss. Um, But it was going through that together and seeing how he showed up in that time. And then also, you know, me trying not to um, victimise myself, because I had that thing where it's like, it's me, but I'm going through it, it's my body. And... I have to go to hospital and I have to do all this stuff, you know. Um, But, you know, it was so beautiful 
I think about like the day that I had, so I opted to have the DNC procedure because the options were, well, that I was presented was let it happen naturally, which could take a month. And because of what I'd already lost over a weekend, I was like, I'm not putting myself through that or take this tablet and it happens in a day. And I, that day I was like, no, not ready for that that day. And then, or, you know, have this um, day surgery, which um, I'd already fasted and I'm like a really big eater and love coffee in the morning and stuff. And so it was, it was like 7.30 in the morning and they could get me in at some point that day, but it's an emergency surgery list. So they can't tell you, you know, when. Um, and so they put us upstairs to, to wait, I guess. And I just think of these, one of those moments where like Tony just being Tony, but showing me like a new level of love, you know? And so it got to about 12 o'clock and I was like dying. I was so hungry. It wasn't even the operation or actually that we'd had confirmed news we already knew. Yeah. Well, I already knew because in that process of the internal ultrasound, he was like, well, we don't know. And I was like, I know. And mainly because my boobs don't hurt anymore. <laughs> That's how I know. Um, but yeah, it got to like 12 or one and I, all I could think about was food, you know, when you don't have it. And I was just like, fuck, I'm so hungry. And then he was like, yeah, well, it won't be long. Don't worry. And then it got to like two and I thought, oh, he hasn't eaten either. And I said, are you going to go and get some lunch? And he's like, no, I'm not eating. And I said, you don't have to fucking fast as well. <laughs> I need you to like get us the places and like do the things. And so then he was like, no, 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 no. And I said, please, it's gonna like bother me more that you're starving at times. <laughs> and he's massive as well. He's like, gotta eat all the time. <laughs> and so then he's like, well, I'll go downstairs. Um, I won't bring it up. And I was like, yeah, don't bring it up. <laughs> That'll be torture. So then. He went down quickly and came back up and I was like, what did you have? <laughs> he was like, nothing. I didn't have anything really. And I said, what did you eat? And he was like, it was like a really bad stencil on a roll. You would have hated it. It was like, not good bread. And then like a really weak coffee. And I was like, good, okay. <laughs> and then it's just these little moments of like someone showing you care in ways. Devotion. And devotion, my yeah. God. Um, and then, yeah, and then we, like, he opened Deliveroo because we knew we were going to be... Well, they had said to me at, like, 4 o'clock, listen, if we can't get you in in the next 20 minutes, you'll have to come back tomorrow. And I looked at him, you know, that look where you're like, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and he got up and he was like, no, we, we are definitely going to be doing this today, so that's what's happening. <laughs> and they said, you know, there's been a lot of emergencies. And I was like, oh, well, of course, like, obviously. Um, but we're staying. And we were the last, like I was the last and they sort of, you know, got me in. And before I went in, he was like, so I've got Deliveroo open, you log in what you want. <laughs> and then as soon as you come out, we'll figure out like if we get it delivered to the hotel, uh, the hospital room or if we'll have it when we get home. <laughs> and so it's just like little things like that. And then me also trying to, um, you know, help him talk about his grief as well because again it can feel like my grief because it was my body you know but it's his baby too right and so those moments and those conversations 
I absolutely think we are like now just even 10 times stronger than what I thought we were. And there's that, you know, whole concept that it's like, well, there's nothing we can't go through because we've been through death, you know, and very, very difficult um, set of circumstances and how that happened. And we've been through this and there's been other things as well. Like, I just am like clocking it up to like, I don't know, like, like runs on the board, board, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so trying to figure out like, what did that teach us perhaps? Or yes, how are we better or stronger off the back of that? And and is there anything I would do differently? No, you know, it's beautiful. It has been like actually the best thing. Um, And, you know, I, we've spoken about this, like that year that I had in therapy, part of what she was trying to do with me (laughs) was help me establish a healthy boundary of love, you know, because we're so, um, she called it enmeshed, you know, like healthy relationships look like this and we're like, Mm. so I have a lot of anxiety around him as well because he's so much to me that my mind goes to what could go wrong, you know, and so I live in this life where I try and, like, protect him a bit. But he's a Sagittarius, right, so he has to be free and wild and, like, no schedule, no structure. Whereas I'm like, so what time do you think you'll be home? And then, right, so you're going out there, then you're going there, and what what would the venue be? Like, I don't care where you are or who you're with or how long. I just like to know. That's why we decided to do Find My Friends on (laughs) the phone. Which, you know, when I tell women that don't know me, they're like, oh, like jealous or trust issues. Like none of that. Like this person would never hurt me. And I can tell you that hand on heart and I'm the same. Like it's not that. I just like to be able to, if I'm feeling a bit anxious, locate. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the compromise in marriage, right? Does he like being tracked? No. But I said to him, like, it's one thing that we can do that, you know, I don't have to be calling you or... Well, mate, it helps him help you. Exactly. And so he just tolerates it, I think, (laughs) you know. Um, And then I've got to be careful that my anxiety doesn't impact him Mm. because I have definitely found that he's probably more uh, hyper-aware because of it, whereas before when I met him it was very much a... more of a free spirit, I would say. Was it, was it wearing on the first date a white belt with oh. the studs? Oh, my God, not the studs. It was the skater belt. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, yes. So I always say, it's like, you know, if you're in that dating time and you meet those guys where you're like, no, <laughs> what you're wearing is not going to work. He was wearing, I love him so much, um, <laughs> Dior wraparound sunnies, um, like a um, blue T-shirt with a big saying or something on it, you know, I can't remember. And then like a skater belt, you know those ones that like, and that was blue too, you know. Like SMP, rusty, that Totally. Yeah, yeah. And then he had the, and it was like flipped down at the front and he had um, like boot cut jeans and thongs. <laughs> and you're like, you're the best, nicest person. <laughs> and we're just going to, you know, bring a bit of linen in. Yeah. <laughs> Pop a straight leg jean on. Move to Bondi and yeah. transformation And complete. now I truly believe yeah. I've created a monster because he is, like, such a great dresser and yeah. I don't have anything to do with, obviously, 
what he chooses to wear or whatever, but it's like seeing past all of that yeah. because at the, like, who are you at the foundation of your being, you know, like what sort of person are you? And then the rest is just gravy, you know, it's like, and changeable. <laughs> what a good segue. Steph gave me the five minute warning about 13 minutes ago, so. Oh <laughs> Alison. No, okay. <laughs> about the labels oh. <laughs> and the job or the no job or the podcast, who are you? You know, I hadn't actually thought about this purposely because I also feel like it's fairer for me to answer the same way all of my guests have had to answer, which is like quite polarising, <laughs> you know, to try and rustle up like an amazing response. Very profound, like one word totally. sort of thing. Yeah. on a very um, expansive question. Um, so I guess my true self, um, I go to, I guess, descriptors of my character perhaps, which I would then say for me feels like who I am inside. And if I come back as something else, that that will all still be there, which um, is nurture you know, um, like mother and not necessarily in like mother children, but just like the power of mother, I feel. Um, and just like loyal and protective. Like that's if I think about who I really am and also what values sort of drive my life and my decisions and the people I surround myself with and the work I do. That's who I would say my true self is. <laughs> now you can say thank you for being on my podcast. <laughs> thank myself. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me to have a conversation with you. It's been an honour. Thank you. You did an amazing job. I never uh, thank you. interviewed someone publicly. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them. <laughs>